Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome, one and all, in here, out there, all around the world, all the ships at sea, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Today was... Today was episode two of the hot new reality show, the January 6th committee hearings. We're all waiting to find out if the former president gets to go to the fantasy suite with Lady Justice. <laughs> She's blind, so he's got a shot. <laughs> now, episode... Check out. Episode one was a huge hit because at least 20 million people watched Thursday's hearing. Okay? And we were live, okay? 20 million people. That's the kind of audience usually reserved for Sunday night football. Yeah, it makes sense, because Thursday's hearing featured even more guys with brain damage. <laughs> and so far... <laughs> so far, my major feeling about these hearings, both Thursday and today, is one of enormous gratitude. We know a lot of this stuff already, but watching them put it together reminds us that we're not crazy. <laughs> you see, for the, sa- for the past 17 months, the former president and his spineless toadies have been gaslighting us, telling us that we did not see what we all saw, a coup. And it's not like the guy was hiding it ever. In the lead-up, the former president said things like this. Will you commit to making sure that there is a peaceful trans of power after the election. Well, we're going to have to see what happens. But and people are rioting. Do you commit to making know, sure that there's a no, peaceful transferal of power? We want to have get rid of the ballots, and you'll have a very trans. We'll have a very peaceful. There won't be a transfer. Frankly, there'll be a continuation. There's your evidence, Your Honor. Exhibit A hole. He told everyone he was going to commit a crime, and then he went out and he crimed it. Reminds me of O.J.'s first book, When I'll Do It. (laughs) Today's hearing laid out two vital points. First, everyone, all of the former president's advisors, repeatedly told him in the clearest possible language that the election was not stolen and that there was absolutely no evidence that it was. And second... The former president decided instead to listen to Rudy Giuliani and his advisors, Ernest and Giulio Gallo. (laughs) First thing this morning. First thing. Sure, why not? It's an American classic. First thing this morning, Liz Cheney laid out the case. You will also hear testimony that President Trump rejected the advice of his campaign experts on election night and instead followed the course recommended by an apparently inebriated Rudy Giuliani to just claim he won and insist that the vote counting stop to falsely claim everything was fraudulent. That raises an interesting question. How many of the former president's terrible ideas came from an inebriated Rudy Giuliani? (laughs) 
Could it be all of them? Just tell everybody, tell everybody just to inject the bleach. What, what if you nuked a hurricane? I know, I know. Sell Puerto Rico, buy Greenland. They tell you not to look at the eclipse. You should fight the eclipse. The eclipse was looking at your woman. Come at me. Drunker? Drunker than that shade, be drunker? Think a little. <laughs> As evidence of just how, shall we say, thirsty Rudy was, the committee played videotape testimony from former campaign advisor and man who just chugged a tall glass of hair, <laughs> Jason Miller. Was there anyone in that conversation who, in your observation, had, had had too much to drink? Uh, like Mayor Giuliani? It's a bit of a leading question. They <laughs> followed up by asking, do you notice anyone that night who was maybe farting while leaking hair dye and ranting in front of a dildo shop? Anyone like that? Could be anyone. Take your time. Think back. The... <laughs> ranting in front of a dildo shop. The lawyer kept digging. Tell me more about that. What was your observation about his uh, potential intoxication during that, that discussion about what the president should say um, when he's addressed the nation on election night? And the mayor was definitely intoxicated, but I do not um, know that his level of intoxication when he spoke uh, with the president, for example. Well, let me help you out here. There are five levels of intoxication. <laughs> on the Rudy breathalyzer. There's over the legal limit, rooting around the dumpster for empties, <laughs> rooting around his pants in Borat, <laughs> planning coup in a blackout, and the masked singer. <laughs> true story. Based on true story. After the hearing was over, Rudy's lawyer released a statement saying the former mayor wasn't drunk on election night and that Rudy denies all falsehoods by the angry and misguided Ms. Cheney. Of course, the actual testimony was given by Jason Miller, not Liz Cheney, but you can't expect him to tell those people apart. He's hammered. <laughs> we also heard... I'm a little thirsty myself. I'm a little thirsty myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. We also heard from the former president's campaign manager and man who was born knowing how to play lacrosse, <laughs> Bill Stepien. The committee played videotaped testimony of Stepien in which he was asked about Giuliani and his pals who were pushing all the election fraud conspiracies. There were two groups of family. We called them kind of my team and Rudy's team. I didn't mind being characterized as being part of Team Normal. As, as reporters, you know, kind of started to do around that point in time. It's, it's true. There were two different teams. There were Team Normal and Team Rudy, also known as the Chardonnay Team. <laughs> the former president... <laughs> or one more. One more Rudy joke. The uh, former president did not win the election. And to back that up, they brought in former Fox News editor and hard-boiled egg rejected on a Zoom date, <laughs> Chris Steyerwalt. Uh, Chris uh, was part of the election team uh, that called Arizona 
for Biden on Fox News. He went on air to defend that decision on Fox News, which enraged the former president. So two months later, Steyerwalt was fired by Fox. And today, when he was asked about calling Arizona that night, it seemed like Steyerwalt wanted his old job back. It was really controversial to our competitors who we beat so badly by making the correct call first. Uh, our decision desk uh, was the best in the business, and I was very proud to be a part of it. Let me tell you, our poll in Arizona was beautiful. We were able to make the call early. Uh, we were able to beat the competition. I'm also fluent in Spanish. I am proficient in Microsoft Excel. I drive stick, and my greatest weakness is that I care too much. Please, somebody hire me. No one's signing up for my OnlyFans. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. Poor guy. He did the right thing for the wrong people. The committee played some of the former president's greatest election-denying hits, including this gem. It was 10 o'clock, and you looked at the numbers, and I'm sure you felt that way. This election was over, and then they did dumps. They call them dumps, big, massive dumps. To give you an idea of how massive, four hours earlier, this was dinner. <laughs> One. Sorry. I'm sorry. Mm. You're nice people. Mm. I'm sorry. One breakout star returned from night one, former attorney general and Sith Lord summoning another basket of onion rings, <laughs> Bill Barr. Uh, Bill Barr explained that he never bought Giuliani's fraud theories as he explicitly told the former president. I told him that the stuff that his people were shoveling out to the public were bull was bull I mean, that the claims of fraud were bull I reiterated that they'd wasted a whole month on these claims on the... Dominion voting machines, and they were idiotic claims. I thought, boy, if he really believes this stuff, he has, you know, lost contact with... Uh, with uh, he, he's become detached from reality if he really believes this stuff. It's so sad to think that the man who spent years insisting that windmills caused cancer <laughs> somehow lost touch with reality. <laughs> of course, my boss is here, the taskmasters, the overlords, the brass. The honchos here at CBS will not allow me to repeat what Barr called those claims. Is there another way of describing them? Dumps. Big, massive dumps. Thank you. Thank you, sir. we got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Ryan Cranston. Hi, I'm Jordana Abraham. And I'm Dr. Naomi Bernstein. And we want to tell you about Calm the F*** Down, a guided meditation series from the Oversharing Podcast. This is something we've been planning for a long time. It's our most requested segment from the podcast. And these meditations are going to be between 5 and 10 minutes. They're going to be super quick because we don't have a lot of time. You're going to be so surprised how 5 to 10 minutes of really thoughtful meditations can transform your whole life. In addition to the first four meditations available at launch, we'll be doing two new meditations every single month. Plus, for the fans of Oversharing Podcast out there, you'll also get ad-free versions of every episode of the Oversharing Podcast. So if somebody wants to become a subscriber, how do they join? It's so easy. You just go to subscribe.betches.com and sign up now for only $4.99 a month. Or you can lock in our discounted rate if you sign up for the whole year. That's subscribe.betches.com. Or if you're in the Apple Podcast app, you can just hit the subscribe button now and sign up in the app. It's as easy as that. 
Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Oh, what a treat for everybody out there. My first guest tonight is a six-time Emmy and two-time Tony Award-winning actor you know from your honor, network, and Breaking Bad. He now stars in Jerry and Marge Go Large. Sample size. (laughs) That is where I went wrong. I didn't calculate the frequency of probability. Just math. Oh, I don't like math. Oh, I'm sorry. Here, let me show you uh, a little. Here, so if you take a coin and you flipped it a thousand times, you might still get 60% hits. But if you flipped it 5,000 times, the probability gets closer to 50%. The sample has to be large enough to take luck out of the equation. And this is for you. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Brian Cranston. Your your audience is always so cocained up. I tell you, I love it. Yeah, well, that's... They... Very energized. That's how how you get the big numbers. Now, Brian, uh, it's lovely to see you. Thank you. Thank you. I know you're a busy man. Yeah, yeah. What being a sea captain now. (laughs) Bring in your load of ambergris from Old Cafe. I can I can be a sea captain. I, I could uh, do the remake of uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Sure. Or I, I could be an old-timer prospector. <laughs> <laughs> or I could be like uh, Rutherford B. Hayes, you know, one of, the, sure. one of our presidents. You could of, be a 19th century president. Here, let, me, let me look off like that. Yes. Always looking to the side. Yes. Who <laughs> yeah. oh. Dies of bilious dropsy. He, d- yes. he dies. Yeah, he dies yeah. a horrible death. Yes. Or I could. It could just be that I've lost my razor. I like you've got these things a little waxed out a little bit here. You got a little. You got it's a little. A waxy up. That you is. Oh the... yeah. It's like. A, <laughs> it's a personal name. I give it a little waxy, a little sure. twist, a little yes. twist. Uh, do you have you ever had a full beard? I have had as full as I can get, and, and the cold beard. And I love. This is my. Fa- that was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like a villain in the board game Clue. Ooh. Yeah. Did you did you enjoy having a beard? I loved it. Yeah. Because not having uh, shoulders wider than my hips, it is the only secondary male sex characteristic I have, <laughs> is being able to grow a beard. I felt very manly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. enjoy the beard? I do, I do. Except sometimes, you know, when you're drinking a cappuccino... Uh, it, it, you have cappuccino for hours. Sure. Uh, the flavor or saver. My, I, I will find a little nugget of something in there, and it's like, oh, that's the meatloaf I had yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's still pretty good. Now, uh, Tony's were last night. Yeah. You are a two-time Tony winner, as I was telling the people yeah, out yeah. there. Last night, you got to... Last night, you got to uh, present to a uh, lead actor. Right. And uh, do you enjoy doing the, the 
award shows. Well, like, you know, because you go to them, that's one thing, because there's that nervousness, like, will, will I win, will yeah. I win, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's not the, the most uh, friendly environment for uh, a person, an actor, to go down the red carpet. It's not the greatest interview sequence, you know, because a not lot Not the of, most in-depth questions? In-depth questions. A lot of people don't know who you are. They, they have a microphone and they have an earpiece, and they are watching and listening for someone with a bigger name. So they're going, um, so uh, tell me about your show. Um, well, uh, the, it's, it's, uh, what it, I, it's, it's called Jerry and Marge. Uh, yeah, are you ha- did you have fun on That sounds great. Did you have fun on the show? Well, I, I mean, obviously, I really love the script. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, <laughs> please, please, Tom Cruise. Thank you, thank you, Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah it's like... Yeah. And you just feeling. feel like... Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, I want to ask you something, just to jump to a different show for just a second. So, Jenna Fisher and uh, Angela Kinsey have a book oh. uh, about The Office uh, right. that they wrote. And in it, they talk about the, the episode that you directed, which is called Work Bus, Work right? Work Bus, yeah. Work Bus. In, in the episode, they call it Death Bus. Oh, that's just so unfair. It's not entirely unfair, based upon what I read. Can you please explain to the people why it's called Death Bus? Well, okay, so the, the team uh, has some fumigation at the, at the office, so we have to go on to a bus, and we set up desks on the bus... There's the shot. ...to There's be the able idea. to uh, continue to do the work. Yep. And uh, so in order to do that, we have all these actors in there, they uh, pulled on a trailer... Uh, a refrigeration system, an AC system. But what they didn't plan on, they didn't think that where the intake for the refrigeration system was, was exactly lined up to where the tailpipe of the bus was. (laughs) So the exhaust of the bus was going right to the intake, cooling it, because when you you breathe in carbon monoxide, you want it cool. (laughs) The cooler, so the better. Yeah, you it's, wanna... a, it's like a mentholated cigarette. It is. As you fall into a deep coma and eventually die, you want to know that you went out smoothly, softly. How softly. long did it take to realize this? Okay, so uh, it's not fair that it's called Death Bus because no one died. <laughs> it was... It, uh, I'll admit it was my aim. But uh, Jenna Fisher actually saved everyone's life. How? Well, she, she said, I smell exhaust. It's coming inside the bus. And I'm saying, Jenna, that's... I mean, that's not, <laughs> it, how is that possible? It's not possible. We have air conditioning. And she goes, no, it's coming in. I think it's this... Into, and I got a chair, and I stood up on the thing, and I stuck my nose up in there, and sure enough... It was billowing down. It was carbon monoxide. I wasn't quite sure, so I got a second wind. I got some more. I got nice and dizzy, and then realized, oh my God, we wow. we could have we could have all been dead. It would have been one hell of an episode. Yeah. It would have been the finale before they would have sure. planned that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Carell bursts on the bus in surprise and goes, "Hey, I'll leave. I'll leave." I heard that you were actually in the episode that followed that production. I was in. I, I was. I was in the next one. I was Broccoli Rob in in the next episode, uh, which was called uh, Here Comes Trouble. I believe that was the Here Comes Trouble. Did episode. you enjoy that experience? Very much so. I look forward to watching it someday. Oh, Stephen. What? No, I've actually never seen it. Why? I just haven't had a chance. <laughs> Come on. Was it good? I, I've never seen it either. But... <laughs> 
I guess okay. if we're being honest. You, uh, you and also uh, your friend and friend of the show, Aaron Paul, yeah. as, we, as we've said before, have a lovely mezcal company, Dos yeah. Hombres. Yes, we do. And we have some... I have yes, some I, I love it. Yes, okay. so, now, little, here's the thing. You guys, you guys have gone on... You guys have gone on a tour. Do you, do you like to sip, or you can just sip whatever I, I you want I just like to, to sip it. it. Okay, there you go. Serve it neat, and okay. it's now, this year, you took, you took the mezcal on a... Ooh, there you go. Yeah. On on a on a tour. What was the po- what was the tour? What did you guys do? Oh, it's, it's crazy. It's like a it's like a, a salute. Sure. Oh. Uh. Ooh. Is that nice? It's good. I can feel bad decisions coming. Yes. On. <laughs> um, I don't know why, <laughs> but I I feel like fighting you right now. <laughs> oh, you don't so, want to fight this. Oh no. Because this comes with a fight. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a photo of you guys, I think on Reddit, uh, at like a Costco signing bottles. Oh, yeah. So it was all glamour. Was all, all glamour. All th- it's show business, Stephen. Sure. It's all glamour all the time. Mm. <laughs> we have to take a quick break, uh, but when we come back, Brian and I will gamble with other people's money. Late Show Pond Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free starting May 1st with a 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. Jerry and Marge go large. Yeah. I actually, I, I knew this story before the film came out. I love this story. Tell the folks what it's about. A retired couple, Jerry and Marge Selby, in a real-life couple in uh, Everett, Michigan. Very small town, 1,900 people, one traffic light. Uh, he's got a brilliant mathematical mind, worked for Kellogg's for a number of years, 65 years old. He's, it's time that he's retired, but he doesn't know what to do with himself. He goes to his friend gas station, sells milk and coffee and lotto tickets, and reads the little table tent on the, on the table. And he, he, he takes out his mechanical pencil and a napkin, and he figures out the, the rules of this, the way the game is structured, and he sees a mathematical flaw in the construct of the game. Mm-hmm. And he realizes that if he plays at a certain time and a certain amount of money, the odds are in his favor to win. So he gets his entire town, virtually, and his kids are involved in it, and they bet hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it keeps going up and up and up. For nine years, they played. And they're winning. They're winning every time, because the, uh, the it's math. It's either right or wrong, and it was right. And they ended up winning $27 million. Wow. Wow is that right. That is a hopeful story. Yes. Yes. It was great. And, and uh, Annette Benning plays Marge to my Jerry. And mm-hmm. she's not only a great actor, but 
Such a lovely human being. So we had a great time. Now, I don't, I don't play the lotto much, but I do, I, we do like to do something in the show, which we call uh, Sack, 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 Sack. It's, the, it's, the, it's on the, th the Thursday show, we do a sack every week where people go around and they write their name on a dollar bill uh -huh. and they put it in a sack. Okay. And they, they, actually, they actually put it in this sack. Oh, okay. They put it in this, this sack right here. Uh-huh. And this is probably illegal, but... And then, and then what I do is I, I pick a, a name out to who the winner is. Right. And actually, I pick out twice. I pick out the first one. I go, uh, tonight's loser is, because this is the person who would have won if we were choosing the first dollar. <laughs> when I say the who loser... Who does that? I, I do that. That's, I do that. That's just cruel. It is. It's kind of funny, though. And... And then I do the winner. And if it's a tough week, I match the sack. So will you help me? Would you actually put this is this is this is we have this a two, is a real this sack. is a real this is a real sack. Deal. It's filled with real American greenbacks okay. right in there. Okay, so tonight's loser is. Oh my god. I have to play your cruel tonight's game. Loser tonight's is, loser. Right. Tonight's loser is. Is okay. Is Tom Carell. Uh, Carell. Tom Carroll. Tom Carroll, video engineer. Sorry, Tom. Oh my god. God. Better luck next time. Tonight's, uh, Tom, tonight's Tom, winner is. I'm going to get you a bottle of Dos Hombres, so tonight's you're not winner. a loser. Tonight's winner is. Tonight's winner is. George Washington? I. Oh. Jesse and Derek. This is Makeup and Wardrobe. Yeah. Sack, 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 sack. Brian. Very nice. It's always a pleasure. Thank so, you so thank much. Thank you for very being much. Here. Good to see you. You're Steven. a gentleman, thank and you. an artist, and there aren't and too many way, of us left. And by the way, thank you for your monologues every night to make us laugh through a lot of the pain. That oh, you're very kind. There you go. Pain. Thank you. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Pod Show, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. Hey, everyone. It's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate, though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week, I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts.